This is a podcast interview with Daniel Howard, who won one million pounds from the lottery in the UK in 2019 from Euromillions. His story is absolutely fascinating. If you are new to this channel, my name is Timothy Schultz. I actually am a lottery winner myself. Way back in the day in 1999, I won the Powerball in the USA before going back to college to study journalism broadcast news. I'm now combining my experience on these things with my desire to meet and interview other fascinating people, including some other lottery winners. And this happens to be one one of those interviews. Now, Daniel Howard won one million pounds tax-free from Euromillions in 2019. His story is really, really inspiring and fascinating for a number of reasons, including that he actually wrote a check out to himself prior to winning for one million pounds and had some very serendipitous things happen to him prior to winning, which were very interesting. But how this lottery win changed his life life was extraordinary. It really turned his world on its head. You're going to want to listen to the end of the interview where I got to ask him for his advice if you happen to play the lottery and if you happen to win a million. And his insights were very, very fascinating. Without further ado, let's get to it now. Here is my podcast interview with one million Euro millions lottery winner, Daniel Howard. So I'm here with Daniel Howard, who won one million pounds from Euro Millions in 2019 from the lottery. It's it's an extraordinary story. Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you, Tim. Thanks a lot for having me. It's honestly a pleasure to be on your, on your channel. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm so excited to interview you. Your story is absolutely fascinating. But so what happened in 2019? Well, it's, it's actually a crazy story. So um, I won a million pounds on the Euro Millions UK Millionaire Maker, which is the raffle game. When you buy a Euro Millions ticket, you automatically get entered into, into the raffle and they have a guaranteed millionaire every Tuesday and every Friday on each draw. And it was actually exactly one week after my 34th birthday, uh, I won, won a million pounds. So it was a great birthday present. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> that you can't get a birthday present much better than that. That's a, that's extraordinary. What is this game and, and how does it work? So how it works is the lottery machine generates uh, a series of four letters and five numbers on the line, like A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four, five. So every time you buy a line, a lucky dip or whether you choose your numbers, um, the, the computer automatically generates this raffle code. And then on each draw, on the night of each draw, the lottery computer selects one raffle code uh, guaranteed, and that person wins a million pounds. So that's how it's called the UK Millionaire Maker. And it's something that I think the, the lottery introduced a few years ago. They, they never used to have it on Euro Millions, but they, they introduced it. And so, yeah, that's, that's how I won. Wow. So what did it feel like when you found out that you won? Oh, I mean, the feeling was just elation, joy. The funny thing is, there was a feeling of, I've done it. The, the reason why was because I'd always visualized and manifested this. And so when I actually won, there was a mixture of emotions. Obviously, I was so happy. And I actually jumped up and I punched the air. And I said, yes, I've done it. Um, because I've been manifesting this for, I want to say, six and a half, seven years. So, so you believed that this was going to happen before it happened? That's it. Exactly. So back in 2008, I was effectively doing my dream job. I just 
left university and I was working um, as a sales trader at Goldman Sachs in their commodities division here in London, their head office in London, which I was, I felt like I'd won the lottery to be honest with you, to, to even be working there. And then the global financial crisis, the subprime crisis happened in 2008. Lehman Brothers went down. Sadly, a lot of people lost their jobs, including me. Um, and I remember thinking at the time, because it, it was a difficult time, I mean, for everyone. And it was difficult financially. And I remember thinking to myself, how can you become financially secure? How can you become financially stable? Like, what are the ways in life that you can um, become financially secure? And so I, I had these three ideas in my head. I had these three methods. One of the methods of becoming wealthy is to inherit money. Yeah, you know, people do inherit, but it's not. I mean, it's possible and people do and fine. Okay, but it's it's not always possible. The second thing is to start a business. You know, you can build a business and then you can do an IPO or you can you sell the business to a, to a competitor or, you know, you get bought out for 100 million. So that's another way that you can become financially secure. And then the third way, I thought, well, you can win the lottery. You buy a ticket and you can become an instant millionaire overnight. Actually, as a as a trader and as someone who uh, who'd been investing in the stock market since I was sixteen, had my own my stock portfolio, my share portfolio. I'd always been really interested in in risk and trading and gambling, and I always found that really really interesting. And from a financial perspective, when I was thinking about the lottery, I thought to myself, wow. From, from a risk-reward perspective, as a trader um, or as an investor, as a gambler, it's probably the most amazing trade you could ever find in the world in terms of risk-reward. If you think about your downside on the lottery, so to buy a lucky dip on the Euro millions is £2.50. So that is your maximum downside. That's a maximum loss you could ever lose is £2.50. But the upside is million times that. So, you know, if the jackpot is 25 million, you've got a 10 million times return on your money. So the risk reward ratio from a financial perspective is just mind blowing. That's that's true. I mean, I always try to warn people to only spend spend what you can afford and, and have fun with it. But, you know, you Absolutely. do you do have a chance if, if you play. And I hate to be that guy, but, you know, it's it's true. No, you're right. You're right. And people ask me that. It's really funny because people say, oh, how much did you spend? And well, the case was that I just used to play regularly. And in terms of the manifestation, so during my research, I came across this video, which I don't know if people have seen. I, I think some people have seen it. I don't know if you've seen it. It's the interview where Oprah Winfrey interviews Jim Carrey, the comedian. Oprah Winfrey was saying, you know, you weren't always rich and famous and, you know, you weren't always financially true. And he's said, yeah, he said, well, you know, one day I was a jobbing actor in LA. And he said, I decided, he said, I was so broke that I was sleeping in the back of my car. So one day I decided I needed to do something. I need to make, kind of make it happen. So he said, I wrote myself a check for $10 million for acting services rendered. I'm going to make $10 million. I'm going to get paid $10 million and I'm going to be able to cash this check. And then he said, in fact, by, I think it was by the Thanksgiving or by the Christmas, which was only about three or four months after that, he'd, after he'd written the check, he got a call from a casting producer and they offered him the co-lead role for Dumb and Dumber, which, of course, was a massive blockbuster. And I remember watching that in the cinema here in, in, in the UK. And he, he got paid $10 million. Wow, that's, that's extraordinary. And you actually wrote a check to yourself, I was, I was reading, before um, this happened. So was this 2011? It was a few years before, and you wrote a check out for one million pounds. And so, so what happened? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. I did. So the the funny thing was that I watched that 
interview of Jim Carrey and he where he says he wrote the check for $10 million. And the second I stopped watching that video, I went straight into my bedroom. I got my checkbook out and I wrote myself a check for one million pounds. And I actually have the check here, which I which I framed. Oh, wow. Here. Look at that. Yeah, you there. can. Yeah, that's the check. It's for one million pounds. It's written mm. out to me and on the back of it. There's National Lottery. And I said, when I wrote this check, by the time I'm 35 years old, I'm going to win a million pounds on the lottery and I'm going to be able to cash that check. And then on my 34th birthday, I won a million pounds on the lottery. That is extraordinary. You were doing this intentionally and then you actually won. What did that feel like when, when you actually saw that you won? It was totally surreal. There was a moment when I scanned the ticket um, on my phone, on the National Lottery app, I scanned the ticket and it came up on the screen with one million. Congratulations, you've won one million pounds. There was a moment of complete disbelief. I thought this 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 hasn't happened. This this can't have happened. This can't have come true. That the check that I wrote myself and the fact that I always said that I was going to win a million pounds. And it was I tell you it's funny because it was only when I called the lottery headquarters and I spoke to a very nice girl. I think her name was Corinne. She was so nice. And it was only when she said the words to me, Congratulations, Mr. Howard, I can confirm you've won a million pounds. And it was when she said that, I said, no. I said, you're joking. I said, is this a, is this a wind up? She said, no. She said, I'm being serious. She said, I, I've got it on the screen in front of me. My computer screen says, you, your ticket is worth one million pounds on the raffle code, congratulations. And I said to her, thank you, this is life changing. What did you do with the ticket? Well, as you can imagine, as you can probably imagine, I kept it, I kept it very safe. I kept it on me. You know, you hear about people putting them into, you know, mega safes and I kept it on me. I folded it up. I put it in my pocket. Well, the first thing I did actually was take about 100 pictures of it. And I sent them to my mum and dad and I sent the picture to my friends. So there was a record of it. Um, and I think I scanned it in. I scanned in a copy of the ticket as well. And I saved it. And I, you know, I kept about 28 copies of it. Um, and then I kept it in my pocket. I kept it in my pocket because it was a very nerve wracking process, you know, because I I'm not sure how it works in, in the US where you are with the Powerball, but here in the UK, there is a very strict validation process. They go through a rigorous security, as you can well imagine. So you have to keep the ticket. I think I had to keep it for about a week, about seven days. And I, I just, I slept with it. I slept with it under my bed, under my pillow. I, I kept it near my body at all times. Did many people know about it? Were you nervous about telling people? It wasn't nervous. I wasn't nervous about telling people for any um kind of security reason i was nervous about telling people in case it it didn't actually come true by that i mean that until the money is in your bank account you don't actually know that you've actually won it i mean until the the lottery headquarters pay you the money it's just you have a ticket saying that you've won you don't have the money so i didn't want to go around telling people that i'd won and i i didn't there was a there was a really nice guy actually who was renting the office below um was one of two brothers and he heard me jump up out of my desk and punch the air and say yes i've done it and he came up and he said hey dan what's going on so i told him and i showed him and obviously i told him and he was so happy for me we went out for a drink and you know celebrated as you might imagine but i didn't tell many people and in fact they the lottery actually advised you they say until you've got the confirmation that you have actually won in terms of you've been paid out you know you shouldn't be really going around to tell people and i there was always that moment you know, there was always that moment, there's always that thought in the back of your mind that is this actually going to happen until you get that money, until it hits your account, 
you just never know. Now, you chose to remain anonymous. You, you could have claimed this ticket publicly or anonymously, but you chose anonymously. So why did you do that? What, what went into that? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lottery, Dreams, and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. I'm so grateful for you for listening. Now, if you want to watch this podcast on YouTube, I will put a link to the playlist for this podcast below, as well as a link to this specific video. Let me know in the comments below the video what you think of this interview. I I love checking out your comments. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, so that's an interesting question. Um, so obviously here in the UK, um, we have the option. People people who win the lottery, you have the option of going public um, or you can remain anonymous. And I, I just decided to remain anonymous, anonymous really because although I wanted to share my story about manifestation and visualization and the and I, I i love that i really want to tell to show people to tell people that it can happen you know that thing that you believe in and the thing that you really want to happen and the thing that you're manifesting that can happen and does happen i'm just you know i'm an ordinary person i'm a normal person i'm not you know you see on the news the people who win and you think well i don't know them who are they are they real are they stooges have they been paid to go on the news and say they won the lottery so i one side of me did want to share my story with people to give people inspiration and hope and uh, show people that it is actually possible. But on the other side, you know, I, I'm not a very, very public person. Obviously I'm doing this interview now and obviously on YouTube, but I, I did have some reservations because there have been a couple of lottery winners who, I mean, very big lottery winners who've won more than a hundred million pounds who have been targeted by criminals and people people wanting money and people writing to them. I heard a story. There was a couple from Scotland, I think, uh, who won 161 million pounds, which at the time was the biggest lottery win ever. It's, it's since been surpassed. But they were receiving like 35 mailbags of post every single day. And it, it was so much that the, the local post office had to set up their own office for them. What was the redemption process of of this ticket did you bring it in there and then they you know how long did it take to get the money how did that work and 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 in addition to that i was reading that there there are no taxes yeah here in the uk it's tax free which is amazing and in fact it's funny you should mention that because that's one of the most common questions that i get asked people always say oh did you have to pay tax i said no um so when you win when you go when you go through the validation process um at the end of it you get you get the exact amount, the full amount that, that you've won. There are no taxes deducted, which is, I think is amazing. And and what was it like turning in the, the ticket and, and redeeming that? How did that work? Well, I mean, this is a story in itself as well, because one of the things that I did in terms of the manifestation, about six months before I won, so it would have been in the January of 2019, I actually drove in my car up to the National Lottery, the Camelot headquarters, and I parked my car outside and I looked at the building and it had the big white letters Camelot along the top of the building. And I saw the office windows and I looked up and I closed my eyes and I imagined myself walking in and I envisaged them saying to me, congratulations, Mr. Howard, you've won a million pounds. Here's your check for one million pounds. Congratulations. And then six months later, I was actually there doing it for real. I mean, was it like that? 
yeah, it was very similar. I mean, when I went up there, um, I walked in. It, what, it was so surreal. What was most surreal was actually driving in and seeing those, seeing the word Camelot on the side of the building and thinking, I only did this six months ago, imagining that I was going to win. And here I am now doing it. But when I actually went in, they have this amazing, it's called a, it's called a winner's lounge. In fact, I have a, I have a photo here of it, actually. In fact, holding the, me holding the check. Um, and so they have a board and they have a, they have the big, the, the lottery check, you know, the cartoon check, which everyone dreams about, um, which I certainly dreamed, dreamt about getting. So I was invited there and they take your picture and you, they give you a bottle of champagne and they go through the validation process. It's so exciting. The whole thing, I was, the adrenaline was running and I was just, I was on cloud nine. I was so happy, as you might imagine, but, but still pinching myself. I still had to go, I still had to go like that and pinch myself. And I thought, you know, is this really happening? And on a scale of one to 10, with the exhilaration being 10, where, where was that for you? A hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I was at a hundred. I mean, look, you know, Tim, you won the lottery yourself. So you know how it, how it feels. I mean, you can't describe the, the joy and the elation and the happiness when you, when you win and it's actually happened. I think I think there's a slightly more enjoyment and happiness when it's something you've been striving for and you've been visualizing and you've been manifesting and then it actually happens. I think it, that gives you well, that certainly gave me a bit more of an adrenaline rush. And and how did people react when they found out that you won this million one million pounds? Well, that's, this is really funny because um, the, the most common reaction was, uh, wow, you actually did it. Because people knew that I'd been playing, that I'd always been playing the lottery and I always used to talk about, because people used to say to me, oh, Daniel, what would you do if you won the lottery? And I always used to say to my friends and family, I used to say, no, not if I win, when I win. And I used to say it with like, deadly serious and, because I genuinely believed that I was going to win. So people said, oh, if you win. I said, no, no, when I win. So when I actually won, people just were amazed and they said, you always said you were going to do it. What was really nice was the most common reaction, which was all my friends, all my family, people that I worked with, they said it couldn't have happened to a nicer person. That, that's, I think that's when you know who your real friends are. That really made me feel good. That was, you know, it was a very, very nice feeling. Yeah, that's extraordinary. Has it, did, did it change any relationships, alter anything like that? No, not at all. Mm. No, in fact, in fact, it actually, I would say it actually strengthened a lot of relationships that I had because as a result of winning i was able to help people so it actually you know enhanced the relationships that i have with some people and and again you know i've got to be honest with you that was one of the reasons why i wanted to win one of the reasons why i wanted to win the lottery was so that i can help people if you win a life-changing amount of money to be able to help your friends and family is an incredible thing to do and i think it's you know one of the things that really you should do if you win and your father had a car accident and and your lottery win really helped him. Is, is that right? Yeah, it did. It did. And funnily enough, again, you talk about serendipity and, and the timing and the kind of sliding doors moment. And it just so happened that about two weeks before I won, uh, my dad was involved in a car accident. Uh, a lorry driver who wasn't looking what he was doing came and smashed the door, ripped the door off, off my dad's car um, just as he, he was getting out of the car. Luckily, it missed him by millimeters. So he was fine, actually. He was shaken up, but the car was a complete write-off. So one of the very first things I did was I went out and I bought my mum and dad a brand new car, you know, and that was just to be able to do that 
to, to kind of help them out and repay some of the amazing sacrifices and generosity and kindness and and the things that they've done for me and, and my brother growing up that was that was that was a lovely feeling i would to say that was a really really um a really really nice feeling what have you done with the winnings are you, are you able to talk about that or, or how it's changed your life yeah well it has been life-changing i've got to say it really has been life-changing but i i was always one of these people that said when i won the lottery remember, not if, when. I usually to say to people, when I win the lottery, it will change my life. Uh, because you, you do get people here. You say, I don't know if you've seen it on the news. You, you, you've seen interviews with these people. And they say, the interview says, what would you do if you win the lottery? And people say, oh, well, you know, it wouldn't change me at all. I'd carry on working. I'd, uh, you know, carry on with my job every day. And I would just put the money away into the bank and uh, for a rainy day. And I wouldn't spend any of it. I think, come on, I, I used to shout at the TV. I said, come on, if you win the lottery, you win a million pounds. You're not going to go on holiday or go, you go to the Caribbean or buy yourself your dream home or help your favourite charity. or uh, you know. So for me, it, it was always a case that it was going to be life-changing. And um, it really was because one of the first things that I did, and, and I would say this would be my advice to people who do win the lottery, is I bought my my first home bought my own home in cash no mortgage and i think that is one of the the best things that the lottery can can do for you you know it, it can give you the security of owning your own home with no mortgage you own it in cash the bank's not going to come and take it away from you repossess it and and so that was one of the very first things i did and that really was life-changing because you know it enabled me to invite my friends over and have have my own space and design it how I wanted to design it and have really nice experiences and cook dinner for people and you know make lunches for my friends and neighbors and have people over to the garden and sit out in the garden with friends and their kids and get a paddling pool and all that and have a barbecue and all that kind of stuff would you say that money buys happiness again this is such an interesting question this is something which I think about quite a lot money can buy happiness the first thing it does is that it, it can remove financial worry and it can remove the stress of having debt. And, and it's really funny you should say that because uh, just before I won, and again, this was, again, just the timing of it was incredible because just before I won, I actually got hit with a tax bill for over £10,000, uh, which is a huge amount of money. And I was working and I was also doing private tutoring and my side hustle. But even then, I couldn't pay a £10,000 tax bill in one go, as I'm sure a lot of people couldn't. And there are people that get hit with these massive tax bills. And it's really stressful. You know, if you if, if the tax people, the tax man is coming after you, it's not a nice feeling. And you've got credit card bills and you've got utility bills and you've got debt and you've got so so money winning a life changing amount of money can buy you happiness in terms of removing financial stress but just going back to that point of um having the side hustle and having the job so i was working actually in finance at the time at the time i won i was actually working in wealth management funnily enough i was dealing with clients who had you know won the lottery and won life-changing amounts of money or they'd sold their business and people used to say to me oh daniel how's your job and i used to say which one and they said what do you mean which one i said well my job is to win the lottery and, and I treated it as a job. I mean, it paid off. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it did. And, and I've got to tell you, like any job, 
at, at Tim, as you know, you know, any job, you've got to put the hours in, you've got to put the effort in. And there is a saying which I really like, and this was something when I was researching on how to improve your odds to, of winning the lottery and how to improve your chances of winning the lottery. I came across this um, this expression, which I think is a, an ancient Chinese expression. And the expression is, luck is where preparation meets opportunity. And that really struck a chord with me. That really resonated. Yeah, you know, you can you can wish to be lucky every day and you can wish to win the lottery and you can pray and you can do all these sorts of things. You can write yourself a check. But unless you actually buy a ticket or unless you play regularly, you're not going to win. So you need to have both. You know, you need to have both elements. And so that was really it. And I, I was dedicated, you know, and I say this to people. I made sure that I never missed a single draw like you would never miss a meeting at work or you'd never try and miss a day of work from 2012 when I really started playing the lottery and when I wrote the check I never missed a single draw I always made sure that I always played in that draw and that's one of the pieces of advice that I think a lot of lottery winners including multiple lottery winners give people is they say if you want to increase your chances of winning the lottery if you're really really keen to win the lottery make sure you play every single draw play regularly well you can't win if you don't play and i i hate to be that that guy but it's true <laughs> it's true as we say hey you've got to be in it to win it you've yes. got to be in it to win it the check that you wrote out to yourself in 2012 was this just hanging out in your wallet or what what did you do with this did you intentionally visualize and, and manifest as some lottery winners have done Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100% I did. So when I wrote the check, I actually, I actually stuck it at the end of my bed so that every night when I went to sleep and every morning when I woke up, I would look at it. I would look at it. I'd see the check for £1 million and I used to touch it. And this sounds crazy. I used to kiss it. I used to touch it. I used to look at it every single day. And I absolutely believed I, every time I touched that check or I looked at that check for £1 million that I wrote to myself, I said... Daniel, before you're 35, you are going to win the lottery. You're going to win this check for £1 million and you're going to be able to cash the check. And, and then it, obviously it actually happened. So, yeah, I, I used to keep it above my bed and I looked at it looked at it every day. And you said this aloud? I used to say it aloud. I used to say it aloud probably every single day. Probably every day. And that, the reason why I, I put the check at the end of my bed is so that I would see it and it would be there to remind me. It would be a, a visual reminder of the thing that I was manifesting and the thing that I was visualizing. And I think that's really important. And I would say to people, you know, whatever it is that you're visualizing, whether it is the lottery or whether it's uh, your dream car, or whether it's your dream job, or whether it's a, your dream house, whether it's your dream partner, have it in front of you on a daily basis. If, you, if you're going to do a vision board, have it there so that you see it every day, have it in eyeshot so that every time you wake up, every time you go to bed, it's there. You know, I, I believe that doing that genuinely helped and assisted to make it happen. Had you visualized or manifested other things in your life that you, that you believe that came to be because of manifestation? Well, again, that's a really interesting question. So, yeah, one of the things that I did um, was when I mentioned earlier about my dream job, when I, I left university, um, I got my dream job at Goldman Sachs Investment Bank in London and was working on the trading floor. And when I was younger, when I was going to school, I used to walk past every day I used, and I used to look up 
similar to what I did with the lottery headquarters, I used to look up at the trading floor at the window and I'd see all the traders and they'd be on the phone and they'd be, I'd see them gesturing, buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. And they, you know, what goes on like on Wall Street. I used to see them and I really wanted to go and work in a place like that. I used to go and wanted to work on the excitement and the buzz of a trading floor. So one of the things that I used to do was every day when I would walk past, I would close my eyes and I would imagine that I was one of those traders and I would imagine myself on the trading floor wearing the coloured jacket, shouting and buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. And I imagine the stock tickers all going across on the stock exchange. My first day at work, I remember, I'll never forget this, I actually walked to that same office building I walked up to the trading floor and I stood on the trading floor and I looked down and I looked out of the street and I saw all the people walking past and I said to myself Daniel that was you 10 years ago and I and I just it again it was surreal it was just so surreal so I, I feel like I did manifest that as well so where do you think that this this comes from if you if you believe in God is this energy work like wh what is happening here in your opinion well, I think, you know, we are kind of delving into the realms of metaphysics and quantum physics here and energy and, you know, who knows, really. But I, I do have a theory. I do actually have a theory on this. And my theory about manifestation and visualization is, is that if you manifest something and you visualize it on a regular basis, I, I believe that that influences on a, on a cognitive level and on a behavioral level influences your actions so i i believe that if you visualize and manifest something by the very nature of doing that it, it it's more likely to happen the thing that you're manifesting visualizing is more likely to actually happen because you are thinking about it and maybe acting on it on a daily or a month weekly or a monthly or a yearly basis so i think the very nature of of writing something down writing down your goal your aim having a picture of it I believe that that subtly influences our behavior and how we act and what we do. And I think it kind of puts you on a path to actually succeeding and actually getting that thing. It's it's very, very interesting. And you, you had some serendipitous things that happened the, the day that you purchased the ticket. Walk us through that day before you won, right before you won. What, what happened? Yeah. Well, again, so that's that's another crazy story. I mean, what happened on that day? I mean, it really was like sliding doors, like the film. It was a sliding doors moment. It was serendipity. So what happened was on that day that I won, it was a very, very hot day. It was one of the hottest days on record here in the UK, which I'll never forget. But it felt like being, you know, when I won, obviously it felt like being in the Caribbean. But um, I'd, I'd gone to work that day and I I'd been invited to my lovely friends, Brian and Sandra, for dinner. And I've become really, really good friends with them. And Sandra called me up and said, love you to come for dinner. Um, and I knew that uh, Sandra's favorite flowers were sunflowers. She absolutely adored sunflowers. So after work, I went home, I got changed and I was driving um, to Brian and Sandra's. And I remember thinking, oh, I must get Sandra some sunflowers on the way. I'd like to take some sunflowers. So I went to this flower shop on Baker Street and the guy, the, the the owner of the shop, I went up to him and I said, oh, I'm just looking for some sunflowers, please. And the owner was, I don't know if it was the heat or what it was, but he was in a really bad mood. And he said to me, we don't have sunflowers. He goes, all we've got is those roses. And that's it. He said, if you want to buy them, buy them. If you don't, don't buy them. So I was a bit shocked. And I was thinking, wow, 
So I said to him, okay, fine. I, I won't buy them. I don't want roses. I want sunflowers. So um, I, I remember thinking, I remember looking at my watch and I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I need to get to, to Brian and Sandra's. So I remember thinking, well, where can I get sunflowers? I remember there was a shop, like a mini supermarket. Um, and it was just around the corner, around the corner from where they live on Abbey Road. I drove around there and I went in and I literally walked in and I, sure enough, I'd see straight away this huge bunch of fresh giant sunflowers. So I thought, great. So I go up to the till and I buy the sunflowers and the cashier hands me back some coins. And I used to have this routine really, or like a little trait. If I ever got given coins as change in a shop, I'd buy a lottery ticket with it because I thought it might be lucky. So the cashier hands me back the change. She hands me, hands me back nine pounds in change in coins. And I said, oh, I said, do you know what? Uh, can I just please have two lucky dips for the Euro Millions tonight on the Tuesday? And can I have two lucky dips for the Lotto on the Wednesday? And that was five pounds and four pounds to use up the nine pounds. I folded the lottery tickets up and I put them in my pocket and I forgot all about it. Went to dinner, had a really nice dinner. Sandra loved the sunflowers. Um, and we, ha we have this running joke now. Every time we go out for dinner now, I always buy her sunflowers. And so I put the we had a lovely dinner, put the tickets in my pocket, and I'm at work the next day, the next morning. And obviously I get I check the tickets, I get the tickets out, and I scan the tickets. And then sure enough, one million pounds. And now it it's crazy. And it's something yeah. that I think about a lot because the, fir the first time it came up, actually, the first time it popped up, and in fact, I can show you, I will show you what it what it looks like. Here we go. This is so. This is this is what I saw. Oh yeah, look at that. It says yeah, one million pounds right there. Oh my gosh, one million pounds. Yeah, yeah, just just there. And so that's what I saw. And for a second, I thought it was a pop up for an you know a special draw. They were doing a special draw that night for a million pounds. I didn't think that it was a from the ticket that I'd won. I actually went back to the first flower shop. I went back to that flower shop on Baker Street. I actually went back a year later to try and track down the owner, the guy, to thank him. I wanted to thank him for his really bad customer service and being rude to me. Because had he not been rude to me, I would never have won. If he'd have, if I'd have bought the flowers, if he'd have been really, you know, helpful and and good customer service and he'd been polite, I would have bought the flowers there, and I would never have gone to that Tesco Express and I would never have won. And it, it just, it was so. It's like that fork in the road moment, you know. When you saw that on your phone and it said one million pounds, I mean, what was the process like to to understand that it was actually real? Yeah, well, I mean, so part of that process of actually coming to the realization that it was real was was scanning the ticket multiple times just to make sure that I saw the same thing, just to make sure that that one million pounds came up every single time I scanned the ticket, and and of course it did. But obviously, the real moment was when I picked the phone up and I called. Camelot and I spoke to Corinne she asked me to type to read out the barcode on the ticket and and then she I heard her typing I heard her you know heard the typing on the keyboard there was a bit of a bit of a silence there was a pause and then she said congratulations I can confirm you won a, won a million pounds and that's when I knew that that one million pounds on the screen was real it was at that moment when she confirmed it that's when I knew it was real wow I mean it had to have felt like a like a dream well, it did. And it's very funny you should say the word dream. You should talk about dream because I actually had a dream that I was going to win. I had a dream about, it was probably about three years before I won. I remember this so vividly, Tim. I remember this like it was yesterday. 
I had a dream that I was walking into a post office and I had the lottery ticket and I handed it over and the guy scanned it and he, he said, congratulations. He said, you've won a million pounds. He said, here's your check. And I remember him handing me a check in the dream for a million pounds. It was, it felt so real. It was one of those dreams. I don't know if you've ever had one of those dreams where it doesn't feel like a dream where you actually think it's real until you wake up. So I, I got, I had the check in my hand in the dream and I was so happy. I thought, oh, I've done it. I've done it. And then I woke up. Oh my gosh. Like, I know. It's, I can completely empathize with that. I mean, something very similar happened to me a few months prior to winning. I had this very vivid dream that I had won, that I had already won and it was so real that it took a little bit after waking up to to understand that it had not already happened. From that time on, I I believed that it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think these these are things. I mean, dreams are one of the the areas in life that neuroscientists and neuropsychologists really haven't even begun to scratch the surface of 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 investigating. And it's something which I'm really really interested in. Actually, I have a couple of books on um, dream interpretations, but it is one of those things, isn't it? As someone who's experienced it yourself, like, how do you explain it? I mean, when you had that, that dream, I mean, what did you do after that? I mean, how did that affect you? Well, I started playing more consistently, um, almost, you know, at I least... Bet, I bet you did. <laughs> I would start playing at least once per week. And at the time I was working at a gas station, so selling these tickets, it was constantly on my mind. And I was selling these tickets, but I also tried to buy one every, you know, at least once a week. And I told people that I was going to win. I told coworkers, I told friends and, you know, people are like, Oh, that, that, that Tim, you know, but you know, it, it happened. And, um, some people think that's just a coincidence that, that I dreamt about it and then it, then it happened. And then a lot of people think that it wasn't. And I, I just find the whole subject very, very fascinating. And we're not the only people. It happens to a lot of people that win the lottery. And of course, a lot of you don't have to have a dream to have a chance to win. Most lottery winners have not dreamt about it. But uh, an, an impressive, interestingly enough, quite a few winners have dreamt about it. It's it's fascinating. It is. It is. It's, it's really fascinating. Although, you know, they do say that correlation is not causation. So just because people have dreams. I'm sure, you know, you imagine out of a population of 7 billion people in the world, I'm sure a large proportion of people have dreams about winning the lottery. So I'm sure some of the people who actually go on to win also have happened, just so happen to have dreams. But but I do think, like you said, it is, it is actually a really, really fascinating area. And it's something which I'm kind of looking into as well, because it's like, how can you have a dream about something? And then it actually happens. It like, it's just it's mind blowing. And, and in fact, I'm, I'm really glad you reminded me because talking about dreaming of winning the lottery, one of the things that I used to do at night, just before I used to, uh, before I went to bed, before I went to sleep, was that I used to close my eyes and I used to imagine and envisage the raffle numbers on the lottery ticket. And in fact, I can show you here, I can show you, show your viewers here, I'll show you. So you've got the, um, the raffle numbers, which are there. Yes. Yeah. I see those numbers there. Yeah. It's the, it's the letters and numbers. Mm -hmm. And I used to close my eyes when I was in bed and I used to imagine those numbers. Um, like if you can imagine, if you can imagine a, um, 
an Excel spreadsheet or a computer spreadsheet with all the raffle numbers, thousands of raffle numbers scrolling down. I used to close my eyes and I used to imagine the lottery computer selecting my number, highlighting it in yellow, kind of in, in fluorescent yellow and highlighted yellow. I used to imagine the computer selecting my number, my raffle code, and I used to do that regularly. So that's also something which is just that blew my mind as well. Do you still play the lottery? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's very funny you should ask that because that is one of the questions that when you win, and you go to the lottery headquarters, when you go to Camelot, um, you get assigned a winner's advisor. And the, my winner's advisor, she was so nice. Uh, Kathy, her name was. And she said to me, we always ask lottery winners, are you going to carry on playing? And I said, absolutely. I said, of course, I'm going to carry on playing. I feel like I'm lucky and, you know, not not from a, it wasn't from a greed perspective or anything like that. It just, I felt like I was lucky. And she said something very interesting to me. She said, I've been doing this job 10 years. She said, I've been meeting lottery winners and looking after them. And, you know, they come up here when, when they win and they give me the ticket and I pay them out. And she said, in 10 years, I've met four lottery winners like you who won a million pounds and they've gone on to win the jackpot several years after. Wow. Yeah, so again, that blew my mind. And do you know what I said to her? I said, right, well, I'm going to save your number in my phone because I'm going to be the fifth person. And she laughed, but I meant it. So now I have a, I've written myself a check for £10 million. Oh, my gosh, look at that. Yes. There it is right there. Yeah. There it for, is. So you have it on record, Tim. Ten, a check for ten million pounds that, that million you have. Pounds. Back of it, I put lottery win manifestation. Wow. And I've said, I've said, by the time I'm forty years old, so I've given myself three years. So by the time I'm forty, I'm going to win ten million pounds on the lottery. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lottery Dreams and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. I'm so grateful for you for listening. Now, if you want to watch this podcast on YouTube, I will put a link to the playlist for this podcast below, as well as a link to this specific video. Let me know in the comments below the video what you think of this interview. I love checking out your comments. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the episode. So hopefully in three years' time, we can come back and we'll do this interview again. Yes, yes. Please keep, <laughs> please keep me in. Please keep this show. Please keep me in mind for <laughs> that, that. I will. Oh, yeah. We will have 10 million things to talk about. We will, but, absolutely. <laughs> so what advice do you have for other people that are hoping to win the lottery? That's a great question. Um, I, my advice would be, number one, as you said, play regularly. If you're hoping to win the lottery, you've got to be in it to win it. And and I would say you can't really just play once a day, once a year or once in a while. You've got to play regularly. If you really want to win, if you're really serious about winning, um, you've got to play every day, you've got to play regularly or play every draw. Only what you can afford. As you said, I don't want people going off spending tens of thousands of pounds and spending your rent money, spending the your gas bill money and spending you know getting into debt you know don't please please don't do that you know just spend a healthy amount that you can afford uh, but play regularly and the other thing as well is it as i always used to say to people because there were a lot of negative people you know there were a lot of people that used to say to me uh, well you know uh, statistically you're more likely to be struck by lightning on the way to the shop to buy the ticket than you are of winning and i used to say to those people 
well, you go and tell that to the winners. You go and tell that to the people who won the jackpot, who won a million pounds, because they they won, someone wins. So I always think be positive in life. Think positively. Don't think negatively. It doesn't it doesn't cost you any more to be to be positive than it does to be negative. So I always say to people, number one, play regularly. Number two, think positively, be positive. And I, I always say to people, write it down, manifest it, write yourself a check, put a picture up, do something, put a vision board. So so that would really be my advice. You know, play healthy, play regularly and play in a fun way where you are visualizing it at the same time. What advice do you have for someone that hopes to manifest this type of thing? Do you have any secret tips or anything? Well, yeah, I, I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm so glad you asked me this question because one of the things that I can recommend to people to do, um, and I will qualify this, is to live and imagine as if you have actually already won. And by that, I do not mean go out and spend money like you're a millionaire, like you've won the lottery. Please do not do that. I am not advocating anyone does that. But what I used to do was I used to imagine that I had already won. I used to, you know, live as if I had already won the lottery, as if I was a millionaire already. And I think that does something very powerful to your psyche. I think that that really influences how you behave and th your desire. I think it really enhances your desire to win. And it, it does something. It, it, it enhances your energy. Having that belief, that absolute belief and actually living in it. And, and I know they, you know, you know that expression, they have this expression and fake it till you make it. Live it, it, as if you've actually already won. And it, it just does something. It, it makes it makes it more real. You know, and I think it's like they say, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. It's kind of like that. It's like live in the body of the person that you want to be. Um, and that applies to the lottery. Um, so that that would really, really be that was one of the things that I did. And that would be one of the things that I would recommend to people, because, again, it doesn't cost anything um, unless you go out and you're spending millions of pounds like you've already won it. And, and they do say, and I'm a big advocate of this, don't spend it before you've won it. You can spend it mentally. And that's what I used to do as well. So like one of the things that I would do was on a Sunday evening before I'd go to work on a Monday morning, I would sit at my computer and I would go on Pinterest and on Google and I would search for my dream home interiors. So I would look up, you know, dream living rooms and dream gardens and dream bedrooms and dream TV setups. And I would find the things that I really liked. And I saved them in a folder called Daniel's Dream Home. And I used to look at it regularly. I used to and I effectively designed my own home. What what you can see behind me, um, I effectively designed that before I actually won it. And I closed my eyes and I envisaged and I imagined myself living in my dream home that I am in now, which again feels surreal because I spent years of a Sunday evening imagining myself in my dream home and being able to design it exactly like this so i would say you know that doesn't cost anything you know do it i say anyone watching this do it it doesn't cost anything you know create a vision board on your computer create a folder save pictures on pinterest have that have that vision um and i believe it can really really help that's very very inspiring uh, um thank you very much if you could talk to yourself in, in a time machine the daniel howard after winning the lottery after winning a million pounds what would you say to the daniel howard before i i would say to myself um kind of well done for believing in it 
because you know you do get ridiculed i don't i don't know if you ever had this but people people are skeptical people say oh yeah you had a dream that you were going to win you've written this check like people think you're a bit of a wacko a bit you know some people think you're a bit strange you know oh yeah you're going to manifest it you're going to yeah and i used to say to people i am and i believed it i absolutely in my heart in my soul in my mind I genuinely believed it. I believed it was going to happen. And all of the things that I did were, first of all, they were true, like write, writing the check. Um, I mean, really, what more proof can you have? The fact that I actually wrote a check for a million pounds and then it actually happened. If that doesn't prove to people that it can actually happen, that manifestation can actually happen, it is a real concept, um, then I don't know what does, what is. I mean, I don't know how you, when you told people that you had a dream about winning the lottery and obviously then went went on to win what was what was people re- i'd be very interested what were people's reactions to you well some people i remember one coworker specifically and more than one person actually they said well if anyone was going to win the lottery it'll be you and so that just then reinforced my belief that <laughs> this might happen um but the the dream you know and then some people just laughed it off and thought i was just joking but you know, I, I honestly believed that, that it was going to happen after having that dream because it wasn't the only dream that I've had that has come true. And so after having had a few dreams that came true, I could sort of tell the difference in how real they felt to me. And, and so then I believed that it was going to happen. On a certain level, it, this is something which cannot be explained by rationality, by science, by um kind of you know the, the, it, it is on another level almost we always had this running joke my mum when, when I, after I won and I told my mum I won a million pounds and I, she knew that I'd written the check because she always used to say every week she says to me are you a millionaire yet are you a millionaire yet and then and then and then when I finally did it I, she asked me that question just as a joke she said you know the usual thing she said oh have you won the lottery yet have you won a million yet and I said actually mum I have and I showed her my phone and she was just, you know, she couldn't believe it. She was just absolutely, you know, and, and she said to me, it's funny because she said, she said, you idiot. She said, why didn't you write yourself a check for 10 million pounds? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I have now, obviously, but. Yes. So earlier we were discussing claiming a lottery prize anonymously or publicly, and you chose to remain anonymous, but. I read that you were on a, a national game show. What was that? Yeah, I was. So again, this this was one of the amazing um, kind of byproducts of winning the lottery was that, you know, it gave me or it gives you the freedom. It gives you options. It gives you time. It gives you the possibility and the opportunity to do what you want to do in life. And that was just going back to what we were talking about before at the beginning of the interview, really you know, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to, to play the lottery in terms of not just giving me financial security, but allowing me to do what, what I want to do in life. Like, I didn't want to be a wage slave, a corporate wage slave working for a big global multinational company, um, toiling in the office every day with a horrible boss. As I'm sure loads of people, you know, people don't want to be shouted at by their boss and have to have to miss their children's birthdays and miss their wife's anniversary and all that kind of stuff so one of the the real reasons why i was playing the lottery was so that i would have the time because money buys you time being wealthy um 
as you know yourself, it gives you time to do the things that you want to do. And that definitely buys you happiness. I mean, going back to what we were saying before, um, you know, having the time to do whatever you want to do does make you happy. You know, if, if you have a hobby, if you want to do your do the gardening, or if you want to go swimming, or if you want to go on holiday, or if you whatever, if you if you want to do a not for profit, you want to work for a charity, volunteer, having the money from a lottery win definitely gives you that uh, gives you that opportunity. And, and one of the things that I'd always wanted to do, we have a show over here. I'm not sure if you heard of it called Mastermind, which is a UK quiz show. Yeah, yeah, it's a popular program in the UK, right? It is. It's, it's kind of a British institution. It was historically because always BBC Mastermind. It's been going, I think, for about forty years, mm-hmm. um, and it's where you know the supposedly the brightest people in the country get to be quizzed on their specialist subject and general knowledge. And the there isn't a cash prize. It's not a money prize. But if you become Mastermind, if you get crowned the Mastermind champion, it's that kudos, that accolade that you are the Mastermind of Great Britain. You know, you are the the kind of the smartest person in the UK. So um, it was something that I'd always wanted to do. And winning the lottery actually enabled me to apply and have the time to go on it. And, and I did. In fact, it was last year. Um, and it was just an amazing experience. It was absolutely fantastic. It, it sounds like it. Did they recognize you as a lottery winner? Or? Uh, no. So I was actually recognized or I um, was classified as an investor, which is what I do now. I'm an investor. I invest in property, I invest in the stock market, I invest in startups. Um, so I kind of invest in things that I, I like and things that I um, think are actually beneficial for society. And, um, you know, so that's what I do now. So I was an investor as my as my occupation mm. on there. But um, my, my specialist subject on there was, was a quite an interesting one. Um, uh, it was actually the venomous snakes of Africa. I imagine those are pretty dangerous. <laughs> yeah, they are. You don't want to be you don't want to be near a black mamba or a or a Cape Cobra or a Mozambique spitting cobra because they are quite dangerous. But the funny thing is they're actually not as dangerous as people think. I mean, generally they will run away. They will uh, slide away rather uh, rather than attack people. Um, they do have a bad reputation. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're amazing creatures and they're really interested. It's something that I'd always been really interested in from, from actually going to London Zoo when I was younger. And that's kind of what inspired me. I remember going to the reptile house at London Zoo and seeing these amazing exotic snakes, green mambas and red cobras and all these incredible snakes, um, boom slangs and these beautiful snakes, and these amazing creatures who are obviously very venomous and they they can cause fatalities and you know but i was just amazed by them and it's something i've always been interested in so when i got the opportunity to go onto a quiz show and actually um be be questioned about that topic it was something that i just absolutely reveled in and that's something that the that you would not have been able to do had you not won the lottery oh 100 100 percent. had i not won the lottery i would never have been able to do it. i just wouldn't have had the time uh, i wouldn't have had the time to study for it and apply and fly over to Northern Ireland um, where they film it in Belfast, which again was an amazing experience. And it was something that I was so grateful for. Um, and I'll be honest with you, you know, talking about that, not only when I was in Belfast filming Mastermind and actually being on it, was I grateful, but I'm grateful every day. And it's been, I actually worked this out. It's very funny you should ask me that. Just last week, I realized that it's been about a thousand days since I won the million pounds. 
And I've got to tell you something, and I'm not sure if you've felt this as well since your win, but out of the thousand days since I've won, I would say I've been happy probably 998 days. There's probably been one or two days when I've not really felt happy. So, yeah, it, it's been it's been amazing. As a result of, of feeling that happiness, I say my gratitude. I say, I speak out loud every night before I go to bed. And I say it during the day as well. I am so grateful for having one. And I'm so grateful for my life that I have now. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. That's very, very positive. I know, I know we have to get going here pretty soon, but what advice would you give to someone if you win a million pounds? Like if you happen to win, because it, I mean, it, happens all the time it, it can happen if you play so if you win a million pounds or if you win a million dollars if you you know what if you win a massive lottery prize what what advice do you have for someone so really i think there are three key pieces of advice that i'd give people as a, as a winner myself the first thing i would say is in a way do nothing just take your time you know um whether that's uh going on holiday for a few days just taking taking a few days off if you're at work take a few days off you know, just just chill, take your time. It's a very, very warm experience. The second thing that I would recommend people to do is to get uh, a reputable financial advisor, an accountant, a wealth manager. That is so important. That is so important because one of the first things that people always think about, um, they think if they won the lottery or when they win the lottery, they think, how am I going to spend it? But I thought to myself, how am I going to invest it and how am I going to make it grow? Because I didn't want to be one of these people that wins a million pounds and then within two years, they're broke, they're bankrupt. They they burned through all the money. They bought flash cars and bought mansions and they bought given millions of pounds away to their friends and they've done it on drugs and drink and, and all that stuff. So I would say to people, really important, go and speak to a really, really good wealth manager and they will advise you on how to invest the money. The third piece of advice is go out and spend some of the money that you've won on whatever you want, because that's the whole point of winning the lottery. Spend the money on something you've always wanted, whatever it is, whether it's a piece of clothing, a piece of jewelry, whether it's a, a meal experience with your friends, whether it's a holiday, treat yourself with some of the money. That would be the third thing. So those are my three key pieces of advice if, or for when, for when people win the lottery. Yes, for when. And that's that sounds like very wise advice. So I know we're running kind of short on time here. I don't want to take too much more of your time, but is there anything that you wanted to say today that that I just don't know enough to ask? Well, I think you covered pretty much everything in the interview, but I would just like to leave it by saying to everyone watching, you can actually do it. It is possible. Visualization, manifestation, whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's winning the lottery, whether it's meeting your dream partner, whether it's living in your dream home, whether it's having your dream job, going on your dream holiday, whatever it is, I just really want people to be inspired by my story and to know that it can actually happen. You just have to believe in it, have that self-belief. You have to do it, actually do the actions, you know, buy the lottery ticket, work hard, have that dedication um, and have that have that absolute belief in yourself that you can do it. And those two things combined, as well as a bit of unknown quantum energy, that x you know that that power x which which we can't none of us can 
quite put our fingers on um that will all come together and you you can actually make it happen that that's really what, what i want to, to to deliver to people that's a story that i want people to to know and to actually leave this interview by thinking do you know what i am actually going to go and do that vision board i am actually going to go and buy that lottery ticket tonight um and i i, I am actually going to win uh, i would love people to be inspired by that and, and i think you can make it happen just believe it it's very very inspiring um daniel howard one million pound winner. Thank you so much. Your story is so inspirational and fascinating. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. So that was my podcast interview with Daniel Howard. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to watch this interview or any other interview on this podcast, Lottery Dreams and Fortune, I will put a link to the YouTube channel below. Visit the YouTube page and leave your comments below the video to let me know what you think of this interview. I love checking out your comments. As always, thank you so much for listening and thank you for your support.